Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 215. This show is brought to you by Iconic with their feature-filled restaurant plugin, Orderable, built for WooCommerce, and WP Activity Log that helps you or your clients keep track of team changes on any Woo shop. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's jump in for some dev chat around WooCommerce and support. Hey, Zach Stepik here with Do The Woo, and uh, I'm here with Andrew Weichel today. Andrew, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Pretty excited about this. This is uh, pretty exciting. Well, and you know, we're we're friends. We're co-organizers yeah. of a meetup together. We've co-taught uh, sessions at WordCamps. We've uh, driven across the country together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've we've done some things, and uh, I wanted to bring you on because I think you have a unique perspective. Um, for this audience that uh, comes from the years of experience you have working where you have for the last, what, seven plus years? Uh, yeah, it'll be seven years officially at Automatic here in two months. Three months. And then at Woo Themes before that. So Yeah, a um, couple months there. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about your background uh, and then we'll We'll kind of jump in. Uh, what brought you to WooCommerce in the first place? Let's start there. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I've been working with WordPress uh, for a long time, probably um, 12 years. And so I dabbled in it. Um, it was basically like in my friend group at the time, it was uh, it was a whole bunch of just geeks, right? Everyone was a geek. But it, we kind of split ourselves into like two subgroups. Uh, one was like a design geek and the other was like a web geek. And I was like, well, I can't even draw a stick figure. Like I just, this doesn't work. So I'm going to be a web geek. I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to do now. Um, and so my buddy uh, kind of taught me the basics of WordPress and Joomla. Um, and I figured out fairly early on, I didn't want to work with Joomla. Uh, no, knocking Joomla, like they're, they're a fully fledged content management system doing well. Uh, but it just wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to do at that time. Um, and so I uh, started learning WordPress and uh, worked at a nonprofit for a while there. And uh, I joined Woo Themes. Shortly thereafter, I kind of wanted to take my career to the next level um, in, in specifically in like WordPress tech. And so I joined Woo Themes and uh, a couple months later we were acquired by Automatic. So I've been there ever since. So, uh, so we joined Automatic yeah. uh, in very, very short time here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sale awesome. officially closed July 1. Uh, so that's like kind of our official start date. At automatic. It's hard. It's hard to believe that it's been that long now since the acquisition. Like it doesn't seem that long. Yeah, it feels simultaneously like two years and ten years. Because I feel like uh, I haven't been working there that long, and then I'm like, oh no, wait, it's been a long time. It's almost hard to remember like pre-automatic at this point, like anything, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I was around. You know, during those beginning days of uh, yeah. of WooCommerce, and I think I started working with it in 1.1 back when uh, plugins were still a Trello board. 
<laughs> people could just go in and grab a plugin they wanted to develop. Yeah. Um, it was the wild yeah. west. I can't even imagine, uh, looking back how many of those Trello, uh, tickets were owned by Max Rice. Um, <laughs> which is how Skyverge started, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, and, and it's really cool. Like, uh, Skyverge and, uh, Max and Becca and, and, uh, their team, um, just like the story there is really cool. Like, uh, and it's almost like the story of WooCommerce, basically. Um, you find a niche inside the ecosystem and you're like, Oh, I can do this. And you just nail it. You know, you just kill it. Um, and grow from there. And they um, did, they nailed it. They yeah. absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. All their plugins are stellar. Like, uh, <laughs> so back, back in the day, um, WooCommerce actually used to support every single plugin that we sold, right. Even the ones that, that weren't developed by us, uh, for a long time. And, um, so there were certain plugins and certain development teams that when we got one of their plugins, it was just cringe Mm -hmm. because we knew it was going to be a nightmare to unravel everything. Uh, and then when we got a Skybridge plugin, it was like, oh, well, they actually have real debugging uh, and they (laughs) have, you know, um, everything's built kind of on the same framework and I know that it's going to work this way every time like all their plugins are going to work a specific way and they just normally just work uh which made made our job so much easier you know yeah that's awesome um Um, i had the same experience with their plugins just you know that's why i wanted to partner with them early on because i knew that their their plugins just worked and um given your background you we're building WooCommerce sites. So moving into a support role, being able to support as a builder yourself with the background and, you know, the ability to write code and debug things brought a unique perspective, I think, to that team because some of the people there had built real sites, but some were just familiar with building sites so there's there's a bit of a difference there, and when you've built a functioning e-commerce site with a platform, you get a different perspective than just if you know the code base or know what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah, like there's, I think there's like uh, there's a wide variety of things that can make a customer support agent successful, right? Um, and sometimes it's uh, you are just super empathetic, like you're the nicest person to talk to. Like if I have an issue. I know you may not know how to solve the issue exactly, but you're going to empathize with me and you're going to make sure that I get taken care of. Right. Um, and then there's the, the, the people that like, you're going to be polite. You're not the people skills person. Your empathy is it's okay. There's nothing wrong with anything. Right. Um, but you're there because you know, that code base back and forth. And you know exactly where this this uh, JavaScript conflict is going to happen, or whatever it may be, right? And then there's this the 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 niche that we're kind of in, um, you know, e-commerce. It's very different than just running a website. Um, it's very different than just knowing code. And so there's those people in support that have or currently run their own e-commerce business, you know, and so they've. Uh, run into the issues that you're seeing with 
shipping calculations. And you're like, you don't know how to explain it necessarily to uh, a developer or to someone who's just trying to emphasize, uh, empathize. Um, but you're like, no, I, I just need like some advice on, is this a realistic amount to charge for shipping? You know, not, not necessarily like, is it returning exactly what the USPS API is telling me? Um, but like, uh, you know, insights into more, more along that line, you know? And so I think that having a mix of those kind of in, in a support team is very beneficial. Yeah. They can find stuff that you don't even know you need. Exactly. I mean, WooCommerce as a platform is great. It's, it's a giant ecosystem, but that's not where a successful e-commerce site stops. And there are other things like transactional uh, email or marketing email. And there's uh, shipping and shipping calculation. There's uh, packing an order. That's a whole ecosystem in itself. There's, you know, all of these various things, payment processing, uh, customer relationship management, uh, customer service and returns management. These are all things that are just part of the ecosystem, but can't be part of the platform and be as targeted as some of these targeted solutions are in those areas, right? But that's never going to get to the point where it is as robust as something like a ship station or uh, something like that that can bulk print labels and packing slips and you know, or some of these other ERP-tied solutions that can tell you what path to walk through the warehouse to pick the order. Yeah, building something like that into WooCommerce just isn't feasible uh, for for where it's at because ninety nine percent of the people that use WooCommerce don't need that feature, you know. Um, and so, spending hundreds, if not thousands, of development hours to develop a feature that uh, realistically benefits probably less than one percent of WooCommerce users, um, you know, isn't a great use of resources. And that's exactly why. Um, if, if you're a listener and you listened to the podcast that we did in January with, uh, myself and Till and Carl, we talked about why custom order tables was not a core priority until now and why it had to get to a point where there was a swell in the number of stores that were doing that kind of volume and now enterprise WooCommerce is a more common thing. Like large scale WooCommerce is way more common than it used to be. You know, I remember being at WordCamp Chicago and just watching a site that will be unnamed just go down repeatedly because a product launched on it, you know, and, uh, yep. I was there for that. Furiously trying to figure out what's going on and, uh, offering what, what help we could. Um, it, it is a, it is a different beast now because that was, uh, you know, six years ago or whatever it was. And, um, the, the market has evolved rapidly since then, uh, to where that's not as much of an anomaly anymore. Um, cause that was the only, that was the only, uh, site at the time really that we had heard of that was having these issues it's a big site. It's a big customer and it's a big client. We can't drop everything and, and work on this right now, you know? And now WordPress core has a performance team. Yeah. It's working on improving the performance of WordPress itself. 
And all of that's going to roll into, you know, the performance of WooCommerce over time. And I'm really excited to see as these developments start to move along, you know, where we end up. Yeah, I see it moving uh, in a great direction, you so, know, um, for, like, and performance for, for WordPress is going to benefit all WooCommerce sites, obviously, but pretty much everyone. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Now, one of the things that you generally uh, speak about at WordCamps is troubleshooting WordPress sites when they go bad, right? When something happens, when you get the white screen of death or um, when you have a fatal error on your site that you know, you're, you're trying to track down, can you share just a, a brief amount of uh, some of the, the troubleshooting tips that you would give to somebody troubleshooting a WooCommerce site? Yeah, so um, the first thing, like, don't panic. Like, it, it's cliche. It's super cliche, right? Like, uh, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay. But but it will be. Like, everything on your site is fixable. You know, you, you, you could figure out fairly quickly, normally, what the issue is uh, or where the issue lies more. Um, you can be like, oh, well, I just updated my theme. Probably something to do with that, you know. Um, but if you're panicking, like you're, you're not thinking rationally, usually, um, you're just like, uh, you see maybe the text of a, of a stack trace or something. And you're like, ah, it's gotta be that, uh, it's gotta be, you know? And so you go to that plugin support and they're like, well, you just press update on, on the theme. And now the theme won't load. Like, I, I think it's, it's the theme, you know? Um, so I think the, the number one thing is just chill out, like just calm down, think rationally. And then the next thing is. Uh, just retrace your steps. Kind of, your site was functioning yesterday perfectly. What changed from then to now? And that'll help you narrow things down like super easily. Normally, uh, and some things, some things are hidden, right? Like uh, you're like, I didn't touch it. I didn't do it at all. And then you like look back, and your host auto updated your plugins for you. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but they they usually tell you we updated these five plugins. Um, or something like that, or you can get that information, right? You can ask them their support at worst, at worst, you can ask their support uh, and they'll tell you, oh yeah, we updated, you know, um, this payment gateway, your theme, and these two kind of not WooCommerce related plugins. And then you can be like, oh, okay, well, I see the error on the front end and it's on the homepage. So it's probably not the checkout plugin and it's probably not, you know, the other two. So there's a good chance it's the theme. So you can go in and you can look at change logs uh, for the theme and see if they update anything big that kind of stands out. Um, and then if nothing stands out, uh, if, if it's disturbing your site, um, you probably want to roll back the, the version to the, to the working version before. Um, and there's a bunch of plugins out there that can help you with that or your uh, host can do it too. Um, there's one called, I believe WP Rollback is the name of the plugin that does it pretty well. You know, obviously you gotta, you should have backups all the time, but, uh, rolling back a backup when you have orders or changes in that time frame isn't usually, uh, ideal at all. So we can fix it on the code side normally by changing the code base of the, the offending theme or plugin. Um, so roll back the, the theme in this case, uh, roll back the theme, see if it fixes it. And if it does, uh, go contact support. And if it doesn't, probably still gonna want contact support at that point anyways. Um, but you've narrowed it down at that point to, to a theme in this case. Yeah, I think, uh, that's, that's a really important thing. Um, and one of the, 
best tools in in my experience for well two of the best tools in my experience for finding issues like that uh one you're going to want to either look at the logs or turn wpd debug on Mm -hmm. uh the other thing that i find very beneficial is a tool like new relic to kind of see what's happening behind the scene what database queries are happening see where things are slowing down you know if if it's a timeout issue that you're getting, then New Relic is probably going to find where that timeout's coming from. Yeah, between that, um, something like Query Monitor is beneficial too on the the, the WordPress side. And then for for more basic stuff, uh, you know, this, this, like New Relic and Query Monitor and stuff is a lot of uh, debugging your own code, kind of if you're writing things more or less. But if you're using uh, off the shelf plugins and themes and in, in like modifying CSS or something like that. Most of the time, you just kind of need to help pointing a finger towards something, you know. But yeah, if you're if you're writing any kind of code, you're going to want something like New Relic, um, Query Monitor, uh, Health Check is is a pretty decent tool. It's pretty rudimentary, like it's not getting anything uh, deep out of it. It just enables you to do conflict testing without disturbing the rest of your site, which is super beneficial. System status report isn't horrible either. Yeah. It'll tell you. Yeah, it tells you a lot. Like, especially if you're doing sites uh, where you have, you know, you're let's say you're developing ten sites or you're managing ten sites. Like, you don't remember exactly the PHP version of every single site normally, especially if they're on different hosts. If they're on, you know, just being able to one click look at uh, kind of all the core base features of your site. Uh, knowing what PHP version they're on, knowing what database software you're using and the version of it, you know, like, oh yeah, I use MySQL for everything and this one's on MariaDB. You're like, oh, okay. Like, it should work, but there is a difference, you know. Yeah, no, that's uh, absolutely one of the things that I would uh, recommend is knowing the environment you're in. Yeah, Um, 100% of the time, yeah. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you have a need for a restaurant plugin for your clients or for your own site, Iconic WP brings you Orderable. Unlike the third party services out there, you will have no per transaction fees. The order management is slick and brings an app-like experience to the customer. It easily works with all paid builders and it's configurable for time slots, holiday scheduling, layouts, and product add-ons. For the latter, think of pizza toppings or side dishes. Great add-ons. And from my own experience, the support you get via Iconic WP and Stiller WP is top of the line. Simply go to orderable.com to get you or your client's restaurant online. If you or your clients have a team keeping your Woo shop running smoothly, it's even better to make sure you are on top of what's going on. WP Activity Log helps you or your clients keep track of team changes in WooCommerce, such as changes in the store settings, coupons, orders, products, and a lot more. Now this in turn improves team accountability and meeting those compliance requirements. And what's really cool, WP Activity Log allows you to show your clients what you've been working on during development 
and even maintenance. So I suggest you get on top of that and visit WPActivityLog.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. One of the other things that uh, that I, I find very interesting about debugging and WooCommerce sites in general is, like you said, you know, we have constant database changes happening, right? So we have new orders coming in. Maybe customer service is adding new products or marketing is working on new pages and all of those are in the same table, right? So all those changes are posts, products are posts, orders are posts, right? That's why we're talking about moving these to their own tables eventually. But right now, getting a backup that only includes, you know, certain things is difficult, right? You can export all of your products and then import all of your products. And that, that works if you have to wipe the database for some reason, but orders are harder and that tends to be the most important part of an e-commerce site. So have you found any strategies that people are using to kind of mitigate that other than, you know, the obvious, which is make changes on a staging site, not on your live site and test everything thoroughly. Yeah. I I've seen two things uh, and they kind of, they both work, right. Um, It's just kind of how, how you want to handle it. One is uh, just having a software, whether that's you or your host or whatever it is that does a full site backup at least daily. Right. Um, and, and, And we're getting into the point where that's not even like, that's, that's the bare minimum at this point. You know, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, you back up your site every day. What are you, some kind of freak? Like who backs up their site every day? No, we're, we're weekly, you know? Um, and, and so like, uh, we're getting the way where, where people are doing it, uh, every time any action runs basically on, on the site, like anytime you update a plugin, like it'll automatically, um, back up for you, which is fantastic. Uh, and then, so you have multiple backup points per day. Um, and so taking those and then using what your favorite tool, whether that's the command line or, uh, uh, I'm trying to blink on the, um, the SQL ser- uh, plugin I use, uh, like a match app. I don't remember. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, GUI based, um, apps that you can use to navigate SQL databases and, uh, remove tables and add tables and stuff. So you can use that to manipulate the database. Uh, so you only have what you need to re-import, um, you know, or you can use something like PHP, my admin or something um, to, to, to make those, those changes. Uh, so yeah, so you don't need to back up like necessarily, or you don't need to re-import necessarily everything. If, if like 90% of your site didn't change, but you've got five orders in, like you can do it that way. Um, and then the other is uh, using a, a plugin to just export orders. Um, and there are ones that you can use. Uh, you can like have a set on a schedule. So you could just say at the end of every day, export all orders to um, you know, CSV or um, an XML file or some kind of data file. Um, it's not as uh, robust as having just an SQL dump, but... Uh, if you just want the orders, like that's pretty easy, and it's like human manipulable, manipulatable. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, where you can like open an Excel and be like, oh yeah, this order, you know, uh, which can be very useful. 
or even import it into a system for reporting. Like I've seen that done pretty frequently where that daily backup turns into something that gets imported into another big data system that runs reporting. Yep. You can just have it like put it on your server and then the other system like FTP in basically um, and grab it that way. Uh, that, that works pretty well, honestly, like it's using ancient technology as far as the web's concerned, but like it still works. Like it's, it's the data, you know, like uh, it doesn't, every, not everything needs to be super fancy and uh, slick, right? Like, FTP still works. So how many times does a ticket come in and the problem ends up being caching? So many times. People know they need caching. You see this in all skill levels, though. You see this from like a person who who doesn't uh, know WordPress from Squarespace. And you see this from a person that's like it architected like Time Magazine level sites, you know, Um obviously skewed more towards the, the newer folk. They heard about caching or someone installed caching for them, whether it's their host or developer, uh, some guy that got a Fiverr, like, uh, or they set it up and like, it gets super complex, right? Like, you know, we're, we're having people that are implementing uh, Lightspeed in addition to like every other cache possible, um, which is great. But then they forget to not cache the checkout page. And so you'll have someone like they'll be, it'll be fine for them because they're like logged in an admin and have all the things set up for them uh, correctly to see it not cached. And then the first time they get an order, everything's great because it's not cached. And then the second time they get an order, the, that second person sees the first person's uh, checkout details in pre-filled because it cached after the first person was done with checkout. Either they catch it and they're like, this is weird, or they're like, just don't pay attention. And they fill in, you know, their credit card information with like someone else's billing address and it AVS mismatch and all this stuff. Right. Um, and there's even more like not like that was super noticeable because you're like, you can see pretty quickly like, oh, OK, uh, as soon as I go to this page, it's someone else's info. Um, there's there's ones where. uh like filtering, um, filtering products and stuff. Uh, it's very weird. It behaves very weirdly if it's cached, you know, um, cause you have like filter queries sometimes that are misbehaving and they're like, well, the filter plugin doesn't work. And you're like, no, it, it works. You're just caching the other person's filtering on, uh, kids small, only showing black colors and, you know, only available to ship to, um, Canada, you know, and, that's not what you were looking for, but it's still returning those, those items, um, you know, because the filter is cached. Uh, and so it, it happens a lot. It happens a, a lot, a lot. Like people don't even realize they have caching. Um, cause it happens, you know, uh, at like the site level and then it happens at like the server level. And then there's like some really aggressive browser caching sometimes, um, which skew things if you visit it multiple times. Yeah. It's, it gets weird. Uh, but it, it happens pretty regularly. Uh, so it gets really complicated figuring out where the cash <laughs> is coming from and making sure yeah. that you know that you've cleared every step along the way. But that's a hugely important step in debugging uh, with any WooCommerce issue is have you cleared your page cache? Have you cleared your object cache? Have you, you know, reset Cloudflare's cache? 
because sometimes you'll just get caught out with something where it it doesn't show until you clear all the caches. Yeah, and people don't realize that they have all these caches a lot of times, you know. Um, and there's like, like in what you mentioned, there's probably three to four dashboards that they have to go to to clear everything um, if they have all the things in place that you mentioned, you know. Um, and so, yeah, missing one doesn't work. Yeah, what I love is when you have somebody who has minification turned on in the WordPress <laughs> plugin, yeah. and then they have minification turned on in Cloudflare. Yep. And somewhere along the way, JavaScript is getting borked, <laughs> which is the technical term. Yeah, um, that happens regularly. Um, yeah. Minification is great, right? But there are a lot of things that don't play well with it in certain instances. Especially if it changes the order in which certain things are getting loaded. They're loaded that way for a very specific reason. I've been a huge advocate for a really long time about themes being themes and not functional. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm pretty pretty, uh, high on that horse as well. um, I think it's getting better, I think. I think um, just from like colloquial anecdotal database or uh, data, uh, I think it is getting better. Um, but it used to be a really big problem where the theme would like just basically take like four plugins and stick them in the theme code instead of just like bundling the plugins or like requiring the plugins or we would have like a page that just wouldn't load for whatever reason. Like, you know, going back to the good old example, like the filter just isn't working uh, on the shop page. And you're like, well, everything looks fine. And then you're like, oh, there's like a whole filtering plugin built into the theme or even better is when someone has like uh, a filter built into the theme and then they add a filter or like a plugin that adds a filter, but it doesn't sound like it should add a filter. Uh, And then they add a filtering plugin and you can't figure out which of these three things are controlling this specific plugin or the the specific filter that's showing on your shop. That's super fun. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time here, but I want to uh, just throw one more question in your direction while we while I've got you here. I know that you love uh, new technology and emerging technology as it's coming out, and one of the things we're starting to see is a heavy push toward more Gutenberg-based, full-site editing-driven themes. And we've had a bit of a glimpse into where WooCommerce is heading with that. We've talked with people about uh, kind of that direction and where things are going. But with all of this new stuff that's happening, what are you most excited about with full site editing and Gutenberg right now? Like, I, to be completely honest, like I'm, I'm super excited for people to be able to tweak their sites to line up with their marketing goals or conversion goals without needing a developer or a plugin that may or may not work great uh, to make the changes to the page structures. Um, you know, cause like the, the traditional way is either um, like you have a developer make you like 10 theme uh, page templates. Right. Um, and then you're like, okay, well I'm going to use this one. Uh, you know, I need this kind of, layout uh so i select this one in the the drop down there um or use like a page builder and some are great and some are really terrible um but like having that just be the default wordpress editor 
is a game changer. Like I can just say, Oh yeah, go in and do this. And it's going to be the same no matter what you're doing. Um, like on any WordPress site. So instead of having to like, uh, if I have someone come to me for like a consulting gig or something, I can be like, okay, so here's kind of how I like to lay out uh, like product landing pages. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay. If you're using Elementor, you got to do it this way. If you're using Divi, here's the instructions for this. If you're using Beaver Builder, well, here's the instructions for this. Instead I can be like, oh yeah, Gutenberg. Okay. Here's a file. You know, here's, you can uh, just import this. Da, 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 done. Um, you know, and, and having something like that where it's just consistent and, yeah, there's going to be a learning curve. There is, uh, you know, um, anyone who tells you there's not a learning curve is just lying to you, really. But I, I think the learning curve is uh, dramatically overblown by a lot of people that are just super resistant to change. Um, there there have been legitimate concerns about Gutenberg ever since it was conceived, right? Uh, legitimate concerns. Um, accessibility was probably the biggest one when it first came out. Uh, and you know what? Uh, those were legitimate. And then there are other concerns that are just people who don't want to change or people who see their like building like business model threatened because now they don't control the, 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 the development hours that I was talking about. So like make page templates and do all this stuff. And now I have to teach my clients how to do this now, da, 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 all this stuff. Right. Um, and I think that uh, is mostly just people being resistant to change for change sake, you know, and, and I won't ever denigrate someone for having legitimate concerns, but uh, I think that um, most of the concerns that I have heard personally were because people just didn't want to change. Uh, and that's not really a great reason to, to not do something. You know, how many plugins have we seen that have come out just to customize the checkout and yeah, hundreds. And now we have the WooCommerce Blocks plugin that enables new features in WooCommerce with Gutenberg before they make it to WooCommerce Core, right? And we have had these new cart and checkout blocks that completely changed the game with what you can customize. And they've only gotten more granular with time, right? At first you had to go in and there were checkboxes to turn things on and off. And now they're all separated into different blocks and you can rearrange things and move things around. And it's a completely different experience than what it was before. I mean, when I started with WooCommerce, if you wanted to move those things, you had to unhook something in functions PHP and rehook it later in priority. Yeah. Just to move blocks around took probably 20 lines of PHP somewhere in there, you know, just to like move the billing below the, ch uh, the shipping like address, those blocks, just whoop, whoop, like 20 lines of PHP just to do that. And you know, now we don't need that at all, right? We can just rearrange the blocks using WooCommerce blocks. And that's, that's just the beginning of where we're going to go with this. And that's really exciting to me. And I would imagine from a, a support perspective, that it's exciting for you as well because it's going to make it so much easier to walk people through some of these changes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like realistically, like anytime that we can make something more functional and simpler to use, it's like a double win, right? Like uh, the, the, the customer gets more functionality out of 
their existing software and it should require less handholding on top of it. Well, I really appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on the inter- interweb? Oh man. Uh, so I, I'm not honestly super active uh, on like social media and stuff. Um, so if you want a really ancient Twitter feed, that's only active when I go to WordCamps pretty much. Uh, it's slash one Andy, just all kind of written out, except for the one that's the actual numeral one um, slash one Andy. And that's pretty much me everywhere. Uh, Instagram on Twitter. Oh, I just started a WooCommerce business too. Uh, I uh, WooCommerce shop. Yeah. I sell uh, martial arts gear. Uh, using WooCommerce, which has been a really interesting foray back into building sites, you know, for myself. Um, I don't do site building anymore, really, uh, working in support. Um, so getting back into the actual e-commerce side of, oh, yeah, now I have to figure out shipping rates again. I have to check out my margins, you know, all this stuff. So it's been an interesting thing. And then uh, I just started it in October, so it's still fledgling, very, very small. And where can... Uh... Brazilian jiu-jitsu enthusiasts find their shops. <laughs> it's a uh, martial arts training dot supply. And I'm so don't judge the design of the site. I'm not a designer. I'm still working with an actual designer <laughs> to get uh, <laughs> it looking properly, but um, all the contents there. So yeah, if you're in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, let me know. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew, for joining us this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll see you at a word camp. Yeah, cool. It's been fun. Thanks, uh, Zach, and thanks, Bob, for having me on. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout-out to our two pod friends. Orderable.com by Iconic, the ultimate WooCommerce restaurant plugin for WooCommerce for your clients' sites with a slick order management and an app-like experience for their customers at Orderable.com. And WP Activity Log helps you or your clients keep track of team changes in WooCommerce, such as changes in the store settings, coupons, order products, and a lot more at WPActivityLog.com. Always make sure to follow us either on Twitter at DoTheWoo, on our site at DoTheWoo.io, or on your favorite podcast app. Until the next time, keep on doing the woo.